Good morning, Rabbi Tzai. It's Rabbi Kovacs again, filling in for Rabbi Silver. Today's daf is 48, Sukkah Mem Ches. We have sponsorships today. Can you hear me okay, Dr. Esterson? You hear me okay? We're good with the mic? Sam. Thumbs up from Sam. How about Zoom? Thumbs up from Zoom? Thumbs up. I love you guys. You guys are the best. Daily sponsorships, Talmud Torah sponsorship by Avram and Shandy Kelman. In memory of our parents, in recognition of the hard work Rabbi Silver, Avram encourages our community and internet listeners to learn Torah and Midos in his own special, effective style. Mego Mechael Chael at Meyeva Esri Mawiga learning sponsor by Elan and Alice Roth in honor of joining the shul as a married couple. Mazel Tov. They're looking forward to being part of the suburban community. And a Daf Yomi sponsor by Melanie and Milt Gertner in honor of the birth of their granddaughter, Lou Shelley and Bobby Delitsky, the, the granddaughter, Esther Fruma, which is Lucy Olivia, as she has arrived early. Mazel tov. Please keep her in mind for Fuashlema, Esther Fruma, Bas Shoshana Tova. Thank you to all our sponsors. We are picking up on the very last line of Mem Zion Amen Base 47b. And we've been discussing the Indian of Shmini Atzeris, or Shmini Chag Atzeris, the eighth day of Sukkot, which is not really Sukkot, but we've just, Rav Nachman has just called it a Regal Bifnei Atzma. So Shmini Atzeris is in of Sukkot, but is also its own special holiday. It's its own Regal Bifnei Atzma. So at the very last line, he says, Tanya Kivase de Rav Nachman. There's a Braisa which supports Rav Nachman, because we had just been discussing yesterday. Thank you, Said. Do we say a Shechianu on Shmini Atzeris? And we said, we do make a Shechianu. Rav Nachman says, we do make a Shechianu because it's Regal Bifnei Atzma. So Tani Gavos is Rav Nachman, Shmini, now here we are on the top of 48, Regal Bifnei Atzma, Shmini Atzeris is its own Regal, its own holiday, even though it's connected to Sukkot. Okay. Kos Yeshu Es Esav, Shem Hashem Mekra, Baruch Atah Adonai, Lene Mechalam, Shechol Niyabibo. Wow. And kafe and Torah. Regal bifnei atzma. Shmini is its own holiday. Le'inyan pazar kashav. This is the famous pazar kashav. You've all heard of pazar kashav, and now here it is in the flesh. We're going to explain what a pazar kashav is. So if anyone asks you about pazar kashav after today, you're going to have it down. So what is pazar kashav? It's an acronym for pais bifnei atzma. Now pais is a lottery. Rashi explains during Sukkot we offered seventy bowls. The way they did that was they started with 13, and then they had 13, 12, 11, 10, 9, 8, 7. So they went from 13 to 7. So they offered these bowls. Normally, in the, in the temple, you would do a lottery. We learned a lot about this in Yuma. There was actually a discussion in Yuma that on Yom Kippur, do we have a lottery even for the, uh, for the, the Tami, for the Tamidim and the other offerings, or do we have the Kohen Gadol just does everything himself if he can, but so they, we, there's a discussion there, do we do a lottery? Because the normal procedure, standard operating procedure, is we do a lottery, a pais, for which Cohen does which avoda, and we do a pais for the Beit Av, for which house of Kohanim will do an avoda, but here Rashi explains during Sukkot, we split it up by the households, all of the households would come for regal, they'd all be older regal, so all the Kohanim would be going to the temple, and they would take turns offering the parim, offering the bowls. And the bowl is a, it's a nice big gishmak animal, plenty to go around. But the 24 mishmarot, the 24 houses of Kohanim, would take turns offering the bowls. So each house would get a turn, one or two turns, and most of them would get three turns, except two would be left out. They'd probably go again the next year. So they'd go into rotation. They'd all be important. But here on Shmini, there is only one bowl. 
So everyone's had a turn already, there's only one bowl, they would make a pious on this bowl. They would, they would draw lots for which house, which of the 24 mishmarot of the Kohanim, would do this bowl. And this reminds us on a Hashkafic level, remember we talked about yesterday, all of these bowls are connected the 70 nations, the 70 root nations of the world. Okay, today there was more than 70 nations, 70 languages, but they all go back to 70 roots. They, they, those 70 nations gave, gave rise to all of the other nations. So the bowls are connected those, so really, they take turns. Really, in an ideal world, just like the Kohanim took turns offering the bowls of the nations, take turns. They each have their own turn. But the, the one bowl, the one par of Shemini Yitzharet is Kenegad Am Yisrael. And that's a chosen nation. So too, we draw a lot for the Kohanim are chosen to offer that one bowl. So that's Pais, that's the pay in Pizar Kishov. Zman Bifne Atzmu, Zman here is Shechianu, Vikhigianu, Vikimanu, Zman Hazeh, like we discussed yesterday. Regal with Neatzmo, it's its own regal. So, okay, regal with Neatzmo. Uh, Rashi here says, She'en Yoshbin B'Sukkah. And the Taisos discusses, it's an interesting Indian about Avelis. And the Taisos brings up what happens if, God forbid, somebody becomes an Avel just before a Yom Tov. The Yom Tov knocks out the Shiva. And if he's in Shloshim, the Yom Tov can knock out the Shloshim. So what happens, lo aleinu, God forbid it shouldn't happen to us, someone has a family member pass away shortly before Sukkot. So he didn't have a Shiva before Sukkot. So the Chagasukkot, Chagasukkot will knock out the Shiva, and then Shemini Yatzeret will knock out the Shloshim. That's how it says, maybe it knocks out only 21 days, maybe each Yom Tov takes seven days off of the Shloshim, but it, it decreases the Shloshim, it decreases the, the status of Avelis, um, simply by uh, by having the Chag. Make sure this was... Okay, good. We are streaming. Very good. Baruch Hashem. So hello to everyone on YouTube or on the stream as well. Good. And so uh, so the, the Yom Tov of Shemini Yasserit decreases the amount of Avelut, just like the Yom Tov of Sukkot does. That's, that's what he means, Regal with Neatzma. So it's Pazar, Pious Zman Regal. Now we have Kashav. So it's Kashav, carbon bifnei atzmo, like explained yesterday, there's one bowl on Shemini Yetzirah, unlike the 13 through 7 bowls on the days of Sukkot, it has its own special carbon. And shir bifnei atzmo, we mentioned yesterday, lam natzeach ala Shminit, that this was the song that we, we say, the Tehillim, the Tehillim we say on Shemini Yetzirah, and the Tehillim said yesterday, it's me that the Levim would say this in the temple on Shemini Yetzirah, lam natzeach ala Shminit, and bracha bifnei atzma, it gets its own bracha. And the Rashi here says, what's bracha bifnei atzma? At yom hashmini. So yesterday Rashi had said, shmin, at yom, he had said, at yom shmini chagat seret hazeh. Some people have this girsa in their davening, in their benching in shmini seret. At yom hashmini chagat seret hazeh. That's Rashi's girsa for brikat yom. Rashi brings another pshat. Rashi says, betosefta mashma shemavachina netamelech. They'd give a bracha to the melech. They would bench the melech on Shmini Atzeris. Hachi Garcinan lo, bracha bifnei atzma, Shedemari brings a posik in Malachim. Bayom Shmini Shiloch et Am. On the eighth day, the king sent the nation, Vibarko the melech, and they all blessed the king. This actually refers to the inauguration of the temple, the first inauguration of the first temple by Shlomo HaMelech. And it's an amazing uh, incident. What happened was they started the inauguration on Rosh Hashanah, and they went for seven days. So that was the first seven days of Tishrei, and then they went another seven days of feasting, up, in, up until Sukkot. And that included, what's during the next seven days? Yom Kippur, beautiful. 
So on Yom Kippur, they were offering karbanot and eating them and feasting in the temple during the inauguration of the temple. So it's sort of an amazing, amazing thing that happened. And Hashem was mashushchinach. Hashem was maskim to Shlomo HaMelech's decision. Of course, Shlomo HaMelech probably consulted the Sanhedrin and the Rabbanim and they had a psak and you know, kol Korah, whatever it was. But Hashem was maskim to Shlomo's decision to not have a Yom Kippur that year. That it wasn't necessary because of everyone came to the temple. They, it says from, from the... the uh, the Nachal Mitzrayim up to Lebanon, all the Jews came to the temple that year. Everyone came, everyone poured out their heart because now they had a temple, now they had a big Mizbeach. The, the small Mizbeach wasn't enough anymore. There were 22,000 bulls, 120,000 sheep. It was a humongous amount of offerings that Shlomo brought in the temple in the Agrajan. Everyone was feasting, everyone was, was besimcha, and everyone was so excited to have this, this temple, have this new this new, not just a building, but a new era in Jewish history. Everyone was so dedicated to Shem. Everyone was so, so such, such a level of simcha and joy that they didn't need a Yom Kippur. It's really, it's an amazing thing. Mm-hmm. And so that, God willing, when we get the new building, we'll, we'll still have Yom Kippur, but we'll get a new building. But Baruch Hashem, there's a joy to that, to having a new era and a new, a new space that's being mikudash for Avodah Hashem. It's really a joy. And they, they benched the king. Of course, maybe they're benching the king also because they've been in Yerushalayim already for three weeks. They had the first seven weeks and then the next, and they stayed for Sukkot. And so the king finally sent them away on the eighth day because, of course, there's Lina. We learned about yesterday the good kind of Lina. There's a Pesul Lina leaving things overnight in the temple, but there's a good Lina uh, after you bring a Korban, after you bring Bikurim, uh, after, after a Chag, you stay over the next night. Remember yesterday we said because after, after uh, Pesach, you have to wait in line at the pizza shop to get your pizza, so you're not going to leave at night. You're going to leave the next morning. And so too for Shemini Yatzeret, you, you don't leave right away, Motzi Yom Tov. You try to hold on to the Kedusha a little bit longer. You don't leave till the next morning. So it was on the eighth day that they, this, the king let them leave after this massive celebration, and they gave a bracha to the king also. The king gave them a bracha also. It was very gishmak, and they said that Shlomo Melech says it was in the zuchut of all the chesed that he did for David Melech. Because David Melech was really the one who started the temple but was not allowed to finish it, and Shlomo Melech credited David Melech. Remember this famous story about the gates. Uh, in Yuma we brought that the gates didn't open for Shlomo Melech to be Mekadesh, the temple, until he invoked the merit of his father, King David. Very good. So the Mishnah, the next Mishnah, simcha shmona. We say halal and have simcha for eight days. That's all of Sukkot plus Shmini Chagetzerat. This teaches Shachayev Adam Bahalel to recite the halal, Uva Simcha. We're going to talk about what Simcha means in a moment. Uva Kavod Yom Tov and for the Kavod of Yom Tov. We know the Rambam says good food, good clothing. Uh, everyone's besimcha, everyone's happy. That the last day of Chag, the Shmini Chagetzerat, is just like the first seven days. Gemara says, How do we know this? That we are Chayiv and Simcha, the last day of Yom Tov, the Tana Rabbanu, and the Rabbis teach, Hayita Ach Sameach. We should be only in joy. We have to talk about what this Ach means. The Rabot Lele Yom Tov Achro. This comes to include the last night, you know, the last day of Yom Tov. And the Gemara has a suggestion, O Eino Ela Yom Tov Risha. Maybe that's only the first day of Yom Tov. Kashu Omer Ach. So ach is usually what we call a mute, some sort of minimization. You could translate it uh, only, but it's some sort of word that kind of cause, causes you to minimize or split what's going on in the Pasuk. So ach 
So why would you use this Ach Sameach to include the last day of Yom Tov, and not the first day of Yom Tov? So Rashi says what's going on here is Simcha, a Simcha, Rashi the Mishnah says it's Shalmei Simcha, is Shlamim. And this reminds us of the famous Rambam. Rambam says if you have Yom Tov, you need Simcha, Ein Simcha Le Basar If you want Simcha, you use meat and wine. Of course, those are the external factors of simchas, good food, meat and wine, davka. There, there are some people who, when they make a bris, they'll make a fleshing bris. It's not so common, but usually you see bagels and cream cheese, but there's some people, davka, they'll make a fleshing bris, they'll have a little fish if you want to stay par, but uh, they'll make fleshings for bris, because it, it's a mafush ramba. I mean, simcha labasa v'yayin. So Rashi's saying, this simcha we're talking about is meat, is actually karbanos. When you would come to be ole regal, you would bring karbanos, you'd bring shlamim, so instead of eating normal chulin meat, you would have shlamim as your suddas yom tov, for your meat for yom tov. So he's saying, so what we're saying is this simcha we're talking about is to bring a carbon on yom tov and eat this meat. So Gemara continues, Rabbe and the leile yom tov I will include the last day of yom tov, sheyesh simcha lefonov. There's yom tov, or at least cholamoet, in front of it. There's no simcha right before this yom tov. Now Rashi explains here, it's really interesting. He says, So we include the eighth day, which is Shemini Yatzeret, with the seven days before. What are they going to do? Rashi says, Because you're going to, when, you, when we all come to your shlamim, we'll bring a shlamim on the seventh day, which is Hushana Rabbah, the seventh day of Sukkot, last official day of Sukkot, we'll bring Shlamim on that day, lel shmini, and we're going to eat them on the eighth day. So it's really interesting. Yesterday we talked a lot about the things we do in Shmini Yetzirah. We sit in a Sukkot without a bracha, um, and that's sort of a continuation of the seven days. But here Rashi's pointing out, in the temple, what they would do is they bring a carbon Shlamim on the seventh day, and you're going to eat that for dinner on the eighth day. So you're sort of, it's interesting, it's a hachana on the seventh day, which is which is a Hoshana Rabbah, still sukkahs, and you're preparing your shlamim, your simcha, for the eighth day. Dehai somach lemayata. Rashi continues. What is the simcha coming for? Because it, we already wrote above this simachta bechagecha. We already wrote simachta bechagecha. Rabbah simcha leil shmini. This includes being happy on the eighth day. Kevan diitrabe leil yom tov achron. This includes the last day of yom tov, as Gemara just explained. Shoot tafel, which is a tafel, it's sort of a secondary to the other holiday. Kalvachomer hayom, so sorry, it's included the night, which is secondary to the day. Kalvachomer the day, also, you'd still be eating the shlamim. Shlamim would be eaten day, night, day. So if you slaughtered a shlamim on Hoshana Rabbah, you would eat it that night, Shminitzer, and also the next day for lunch. Shoot ikr, so the day is ikr, shachayo besimcha, shar lelo, lotsuicha, ribuya, the other nights you don't need to include, the yomim, filu lelo, tamashma. So all seven days we have simcha, all seven days you could bring uh, a shlamim, you could bring a shalmei simcha, you could bring a, a, a shlamim and eat that meat during Sukkot, and you bring the shlamim on the seventh day and eat it on Shemini uh, And Okay, good. And the next Rashi, I, I had to underline this, it's, it's an amazing thing to, uh, thing to note, that was the Gemara's suggestion, which it rejected. So what would you, what would you think? So if you're bringing shlamim on Hoshana Rabbah, you're going to eat them on Shmini Yetzirah. So how would you bring a shlamim for the first day of Yom Tov? You have to bring an Erev Yom Tov. So he's a Havamini, Shet Tzarech Lizbach, Shlamim Erev Yom Tov, the Simcha Lele Rishad. So you'd say that before the Chag even starts, 
Erev Yom Tov, you would bring a Shlamim for Yom Tov, Erev Yom Tov, before Sukkot to have that Simcha on the first night of Yom Tov. So the Gemara rejects, you don't have to do that. But where do we do that, Rebotan? Where do we bring a Shlamim Erev Yom Tov? Pesach. So we Davka do this on Pesach. Pesach, the carbon Pesach, is on Yud Dalid. And Pesach is not until that night. So we Davka on Pesach bring a carbon Pesach, and we also bring a Shlamim, because remember, from Pesachim, how do we eat the carbon Pesach? First or last? Last. What do we eat first? The Shlamim. So if, I mean, if you had a, a small number of people and they're going to fill up on the Pesach, you would just bring the Pesach. But you have more people, you need a Shlamim also to fill up on the Shlamim. And the Pesach, remember, is Ne'achal al-Sova. So we davka do this on Pesach. We bring a Shlamim heir of Pesach before the Pesach. And then at night, we, we eat the Pesach. We eat the Shlamim first. So the Pesach is Ne'achal al-Sova. It seems different. So Rashi's pointing out we don't do that. Uh, we, the suggestion the Gemara has that we do this on Sukkot to have the Simcha, to have a Shlamim the first night of Sukkot, also, also the Simcha. But Pesach is not a din, not a din in Simcha. Pesach is a din, it's really a din in Achtut, in being part of Am Yisrael. Remember Pesach, we mentioned yesterday, is the only Chag that has a makeup, has a Pesach Sheni, because that's how important it is that we bring a carbon Pesach to be a, a full citizen. Because I remember, Ger also brings a carbon Pesach when he becomes a Jew. To be a full citizen is sort of a rite of passage and a rite of achdut, of being included in, in this, these, these three groups that would all come together on Yud Dalit Nisan and bring the carbon Pesach. So the Din and Pesach, this Shlamim of Pesach and, and uh, this, this extra Shlamim, so it's Nechal Asova, it's really a rite of passage to really be part of Am Yisrael. So God willing, soon to be in these big groups for Pesach. There's a hava meaning we do that Erev Sukkot also, and the Gemara rejects that we don't have to do that Erev Sukkot, but we do have to have Simcha the last day, Shemini Yatzeret, which is accomplished by a, a Shlamim. Now, the Lashon Ach Sameach is very interesting, only Besimcha, only Besimcha. So there's a Gra who explains what does this really mean, Ach Sameach, regarding uh, Shemini Yatzeret. And the Rashi explains already that there's, there's a Smichut, uh, the Psukim are next, are next to each other. The Rashi brings uh, the psukim are like this. Okay, I'm getting ahead of myself. That's the speaking of He says, The holiday of Sukkot you make for yourself. When you gather your your crops and your wine, so are right next to each other. So we see that applies to the seven days of Sukkot. But when it says Ach Sameach, only Besimcha applies to the eighth day. The Gra points out because what, what's wrong, what's not wrong, what's different on the eighth day? We talked about yesterday. No lulav, no lulav, no etrog. You don't sit in the sukkah in Eretz Yisrael in the Chutzlaretz. You sit without a bracha. There's there's none of these. We had all of these factors on Sukkot. We had all of these mitzvot. We had we were holding mitzvot. We we're surrounded by mitzvot. We had all of these things on Shemini Yatzeret. Ach Sameach. You only have the Simcha. You don't have the lulav, etro, sukkah. You don't have all of the things. You only have the simcha. So it's a special thing, like we, like we mentioned, the chazal, that the sukkot is sort of, in a sense, a holiday for all of the nations. All of the world is universal. It's for everyone, for the 70 nations. But the Shemini Yetzirah is only for Am Yisrael. And we don't need any of the external factors. We're ach sameach. It's just us and HaKadosh Baruch Hu, only besimcha. So the Gras says, ach sameach, we only have the simcha. We don't have the other things. Ach only the Simcha. So it's something to think about on Shemini Yetzirah coming up in about a month from now, that uh, we don't have the Lula of Etrog anymore, but we have the Simcha. We're holding on to that Simcha of the entire Chag, 
we have our Shlamim from Hoshana Rabbah, we're carrying that through to Shmini Chagetzeret. And it's, it's a beautiful thing that we're Ach Samech, where it's only us and Hashem, only with our Simcha. Beautiful. Sukh Mishnah, the next Mishnah, Sukkah Shiva. The Sukkah is for seven days. Ketzad. Now we're going to say Ketzad. What do we do at the end of those seven days, at least in Eretz Yisrael? Gamar Melecho, when you're done eating on the seventh day on Hoshana Rabbah, Lo Yatir Sukkato, don't untie your Sukkah. This Yatir means like untie, and then it would, uh, your Schach would fall off. It wouldn't be tied on anymore. Aval Morid et Kalim, you take down your Kalim. The Lashon Morid is because they used to have it on the roof. So it was the typical thing. They had flat roofs in Eretz Yisrael, and we talked about going up on the roof. We talked about it when, when the Chaton, this was a few weeks ago, when, when a man just got, got married, if he could leave his, his kala in the sukkah up on the roof, if they should have this, the, this, the suda of their wedding up in the sukkah on the roof, maybe there would be a yichud issue if he has to leave and she's up there on the roof and people come to visit. So they had their sukkah on the roof. They had married the kalim, take down the kalim, the plates and the, the, the spreads and the, the nice kalims. Remember, there's a din. First part, you take your nice things into the sukkah, your yomtov things. Min mincha lamala, after mincha, because mistama, you're done eating your sudas. For the kavod of the achron shochag, and Rashi explains because you need your nice kalim for yom tov in the house. Because in Eretz Yisrael on Shemini they're eating in the house, so you'd bring your nice things out of the sukkah after you know afternoon time, after mincha time on Hoshana Rabbah. You bring them back to the house because you're going to need them for kavod yom tov. The Gemara says, "Einlo kalim mahu." If he doesn't have kalim to take down, what does he do? So the Gemara says, "Einlo kalim." So when he was using eating there these seven days, what was he doing? He doesn't have another place to eat. So he's actually going to eat in Eretz Yisrael, in his sukkah. So why do we have to take him down anyway? He's demonstrating he's done with the sukkah because we have something called baltosif. So if in Eretz Yisrael, you continued eating in your sukkah on Shemini it looks like baltosif. It looks like you're adding on another day to sukkahs. Now it's a funny thing because we just talked about in Chutzla Aretz, we do eat in the sukkah on Shemini Yatzeris, just without a bracha. But in Eretz Yisrael, to continue doing that, and you didn't, don't, didn't make any changes, it looks like a baltosif. So you take the things out of the sukkah into the house. If he didn't have anywhere to take them, because he's going to continue eating in the sukkah, remember Taisa said yesterday, maybe it's nice to eat in the sukkah. We, we, don't, we don't bring a lulav and esrog, Taisa explained yesterday, it's muksa. Looks like derechol. We don't do that in Shmi Yitzeris, but Shmi Yitzeris, we could keep eating in the sukkah as long as the weather's nice. It's a revalo. It's nice. It's nice to eat in the sukkah. So maybe in Eretz Yisrael, this guy he doesn't have any place to put his kalim. He doesn't have a, a room, but he's going to keep eating in his sukkah. He rented he rented a, a pad for his sukkah, but not a dining room for when, when he was visiting Yerushalayim. So he doesn't have any place to put them. So what does he do to demonstrate that he's done with the sukkah as a din sukkah for the seven days? And now he's just sitting there. Also, he has nowhere else to eat. He removes four tefachim of schach. So usually a three tefach gap in schach is good enough. Tosos so points out if you have puzzle schach, it needs to be, have a gap of four. Remember, this back to the first parak of how much how much bad schach will mess up your sukkah. So we actually in Eretz Yisrael we remove schach from the roof, demonstrate he's not adding on. It's not a baltaisi. He's not adding on to the mitzvah. He's simply eating in the sukkah because it's nice to eat in the sukkah. He didn't move his kalim. He just invalidated the sukkah. Don't try this at home because mm-hmm. we uh, actually use our sukkah. al suffolk on Shemini Levi Amar Modlik Bata Nair. He lights a nair in the sukkah. So 
we'll explain. Velo pligi halon halahu, and it's not machlokis. One is for Eretz Yisrael; he would he would remove some schach to make it a puzzle sukkah, and one is in Babel; he would light a lamp in it, but not make it puzzle. Rashi says because because we have to sit in the sukkah tomorrow. You could light a lamp in it now, and when the lamp goes out, you're going to be in there. But we're going to need to use that sukkah also the suffix tomorrow, says Rashi. Um, so that would work for a sukkah katana. The issue with the nair is if you have a sukkah katana, which remember is only seven by seven tefachim, a sukkah katana is pretty small. Remember they said it's enough for rosho rubo shulchano. You have your, your little table, and back then they used to have individual tables, an individual sized table, like the shtender here. And it's Rosh of Rubo, it's most of his body, and it's his head. It's a shtickle kasha how he's going to sleep in that sukkah. He'll be curled up, or maybe you just need to sleep Rosh of Rubo. But a small sukkah, seven by seven, if you light a lamp in it, you can't use it at the time the lamp is there because there's not enough space, simply put. You've got a burning lamp, and now you need to have your Shulchan Rosh of Rubo in a small sukkah, so a burning lamp shows that you're not using your sukkah katana. If it's a small sukkah as a, as a baltosif, it's a no, no more baltosif issue because you've lit your lamp in there and everyone sees that you're not using the sukkah anymore. It's a small sukkah and he's got a lamp, so there's no way he's using that to eat in. So no one's going to accuse you of baltosif. So good for a sukkah katana, just simply lighting a lamp. Also, Rebbe said there's always a fire hazard when you have open flame and a sukkah neschach. It's, it's a reminder that it's important that um, we, we, we remember the famous story. There's a famous story about the boy whose father sent him up a ladder to get the eggs. And uh, Nebuch, the ladder broke, and he fell to his death. And it was such a shock that it caused one of the rabbis to, saw it, to see it become an apostate and say, there, there can't be any Olam The other rabbi said, no, it's ridiculous. He has, he has Olam because the, pri- the Torah promises if you do Shiloh HaKain, you send away the mother bird to, before you take the eggs, then you'll get long life. So he saw this child die, and they said, where's his long life? It's Nebuch, that, that rabbi went off the derech. And the other rabbi said, no, he has a long life. In the, in the world where all the days are long. And they explained, What's, how, did this, how did this happen, that this boy fell from the ladder, and Nebuch passed away? He's doing a mitzvah, he's always doing a mitzvah. It couldn't be, what, was he thinking about a Bodhazara? That, that wouldn't work. What's going on? They said, the ladder was rotten. The ladder was rotten. That was it was ready to cause damage. This lad, these rungs of the ladder were already rotting and creaky and rickety, and in a place where damage could easily come, even the mitzvah won't protect you. So this is a public service announcement to be careful with open flames in your sukkah mm-hmm. and in your Shabbos table. It, it, you know, it's it's a beautiful thing to have your children light Shabbos candles and light Yom Tov candles, but you really have to be aware. It's a beautiful thing to have your children light the menorah. But to have five children lighting five menorah, five Chanukyot, plus yours, also six of them, and there's limited space, and there's open flames, you have to be aware. Because where there's a chance for danger, the mitzvah won't save you. You have to be practical. Okay, public service announcement, back to the, back to the sukkah. So in the sukkah katana, lighting a lamp in there will uh, demonstrate that you're not using the sukkah anymore. Al-Stachad sukkahs. But how would you demonstrate you're not using a sukkah gadola, a bigger sukkah, where having a lamp in there is not a problem with you? You bring in dirty kalim. Rava says, dirty plates. Take them out of the sukkah. Drinking cups you can leave in the sukkah. So if you've used a plate and it has food scraps on it, or has uh, some trash, some refuse, uh, nutshells on it, Take it out of the sukkah. It's not derech kavod. If you have a dirty wine cup, 
has a little schmutz of wine at the bottom, it's still okay because you can, you can just uh, refill it. People refill their cups. They don't refill their plates for new suda. So it's a derech kavod for the sukkah not to have trash in it. In halacha you shouldn't have a trash can in the sukkah. You could have a trash can next to the sukkah on the outside and you can bring your plates out and scrape them and that's very nice. But to bring the trash can into the sukkah, even while you're cleaning up, it's not derech kavod for the sukkah. When you have things that are mine michla, dirty kalim, dirty things, trash, take it out of the sukkah. So if you have those things, you left those things, dirty plates in the sukkah, you're demonstrating to everyone in your sukkah gedola that you're not using it uh, Okay, you might be eating there on, on Shemini Yetzirah, but you're not adding on to the holiday. So that's a way in Babel and Chutzlar to demonstrate that you're, you're not doing Baltaisif, we're not sitting in the sukkah on Shemini Yetzirah because we're trying to add to the holiday, but simply also speak of the Yom, or else we have nowhere else to, to sit. Mishnah, Nisuch HaMayim Ketzad. So we have a new subject. This is actually the last Mishnah for the Perik, the second to last Perik in Sukkah. And then amazingly, we start Beitzah next, which is it's funny because we do Beitzah, then Rosh Hashanah. Yes, I know it's out of order. I didn't, I didn't make the Seder. But we'll be doing Beitzah during, Yom, during the Yom Tovim, during Sukkot, which is really nice because there's a lot of Inyanim there about Cholomoed and about Yom Tov, so it'll be nice. So Beitzah and Rosh Hashanah next, but we are almost to the last parak of Sukkot. Here's the last Mishnah in the parak. Nisuch HaMayim Ketzad. How do we do Nisuch HaMayim? The pouring of the Mayim upon the Zbech. Tzlochit Shalzohov. There was a... Like a, a flask made of gold, machazechet shlosh lugim that hold three lugim. Hayim amolei min shluch, and they would fill it from the shluch. Higiel shar maim when they reached the gate of maim, taku harayu v'taku, make a tekia, a trua, and a tekia. All of a kevish van he went up the ramp and turned left. Usually we turn right. We're going to explain the gemara. Shnei svalim shalkesef hayusham. There are two bowls of silver there. Uh, they were actually of plaster bowls, not silver. But they were turned darkened because the wine had been poured on these bowls. They, they were white plaster, and now they're darkened. They look like silver. They have holes in them, turning over to Ahmed base, like two thin nostrils. One of these nostrils, these holes in the bottom of the bowl, is, is wider, and one is thinner. So the two liquids will drain simultaneously. And the, the Mariv, uh, the, the West, is for the Mayim, and Mizrach is Shel Yayim. And the Mizrach, uh, the East, is for the Yayim. Ira Shel Mayim Latok Shel Yayim, Vishel Yayim Latok Shel Mayim, Yotza. If he mixed, if he, if he didn't put them in the right place, He's still, he's still Yatza. Now there's an amazing uh, Ben Yehiyada, we're going to bring, who talks about what's the significance of this Salkit, of, of this mind. He says, what's really going on here? And it's, it's a beautiful thing. He says, uh, So we're going to be Yatza, our, uh, our, um, our, our Zohar today a little bit. He says, Nirele b'sata jemaya, masha osin b'nishchamayim. He says, it appears to me, what do we do with nishchamayim? Who remez ala Torah? Torah is Mayim, and the Nisuch Mayim, he says, has inner significance to Lima Torah. That's why we do this before Simchat Torah. We do this for the eight days of Sukkot Shemini Yetzirah, before Simchat Torah. So that Slochit, this, this uh, picture we use, is Tatzliach, which means success. The Torah makes you successful. 
Vizahav and the gold who gevura. Gold is gevura, which is strength. We put mayim, which is chesed, into the gevura. Remes shebeesek Torah ye mituk gevura. When you're osek in Torah, you sweeten and lighten the gevura, the strong judgments. Gevura is strength and judgment, and the chesed will mematek, will, will fix it, make it sweeter. Bechasadim in the chesed of Torah. Mechazeket gimelugin, it's three leg. Keneged limut hapshat, limut hapilpol, limut hasot. The three layers of analysis. O keneged shlosha dorot, or the three generations. Shemachazikim ba, dichsiv. So three login for the three generations. And when you're Osek in Torah, you teach your children and your grandchildren, and the Torah will stay with your family forever. God willing. Tiku hareu tiku do tikiya trua tikiya remez the mituk gevura remez it betrua. So he says gevura is in the trua. The chasadim remez it betikiya and chesed. So you're mixing chesed and gevura again. Uh, these are these are kabbalistic concepts, but we'll just we'll just stick to what what he says. You're mixing gevura and chesed together. And they have two holes like nostrils to drain the liquids. Uh, that's your sense of smell. Because your sense of smell brings Hana to the Neshama. Talked about this in Mesechus Brochus. We make a Brocha because you have Hana, even though you're not eating, your Neshama has a Hana from the good smells. He says, brings Baza Kol Neshama to Halayo, Ezu Devashan Neshama, Nehenetba, Zehareach. The, so this is the sense of smell your neshama enjoys from this. This hints that you should learn Torah lishma, not for any other benefit. Learning Torah lishma brings hana to your soul. does not. So he brings this, the balachotim, someone who has a sense of smell, someone who has nostrils, that's who, that's who he's praying for. Yedeya ki Torah mevina nafka. Torah is from the sphere of vina, of vina, of understanding. Shenitna me'olam habriya, which comes from the world of bria. Okay, so we're getting a little esoteric here. Shisod bina, which is the secret of bina, the sphere of bina. Uh, and so, okay, so here you bring something more practical. Echad nuve echadak. Torah, so he says, one hole is bigger, one smaller. One is the Torah shebal one is the Torah shebeksav. So the Mayim is like Torah Shabal Pei, and the Yayin is like Torah, so sorry, the Mayim is like Torah Shabal which is, is, is easier to go down, and the, the Yayin is like Torah Shabal Pei, which is a little more difficult. And the bowl for the, he brings the bowl for the Torah Shabal is closer, because we start with Torah Shabal and the bowl for the Torah Shabal Pei is a little farther, because that, that takes a little more effort, you have to grow old, you have to get older and understanding to do it. So he has this whole, this whole explanation of the mystical significance of the Nisa Hamayim is all related to Torah, which is why it's done just before Simchas Torah. So that's the Ben Yoyado, the Ben Ishchai, he brings this, we've got a little too Kabbalistic there for me, it's, it's beyond my pay grade, but uh, he brings an explanation there related to the Gevura, the Chesed, the Mayim, and the Yayin, and the Gold, all these beautiful concepts, uh, all the same. So if so we just finished in the we didn't finish the Mishnah, but we left off in the Mishnah. If he accidentally poured the water into the wine bowl, the wine into the water bowl, he's Yotzar Yehuda Mer Koshmana. He says they'd always pour a log of Mayim. They always pour three log of wine. This Rivitahin is three log. So we always have three log of wine. And the Mishnah originally said we have three log of water also, or Yehuda says we only have one log of water. Uh, 
and to the poorer they say, lift up your hands so they can see you pour in. So instead of just pouring into the bowl, lift it up and pour so we see the liquid actually going into the bowl. Why do they do this? Because there was a tzaduki, there was someone who didn't believe in Torah and he wanted to not make a nisachamayim, because a nisachamayim is not meforish in the psukim, it's, it's hidden. It's, it's, there's an extra yod and two extra mems when it talks about the karbanot of Sukkot, and that's remez to mayim, and we learn out from there to do the nisachamayim. So Tzaduki poured it al gabi roglav, he poured it into his feet, instead of into the bowl. And they stoned him with the etrogim. It seems they might have actually killed him with etrogim. Uh, on, a, on a weekday, we do the same on Shabbat. But for Shabbat, if the Nisachamayim was on Shabbat, they would fill it up Erev, a barrel of gold, but the barrel was not Mekudash, because if you leave something in a Kli Kadosh, in a Kli Sharet, in the temple overnight, there's a Pesulina, you've left it overnight. So they would fill it in Minashiluach, they would leave it in the Lishka, they leave it sealed. Nishpacha, Nitgolta, if it was spilled out or uncovered, it's, it's not good anymore. Because it was uncovered, it's puzzled for the Mizbeach. Rashi explains because a snake might drink some. If a snake drinks water, this is the problem of Mayim Megulim. Uncovered water, we're concerned a snake might put poison into it. It's a really interesting discussion about Mayim Megulim. It's, it's brought in the multiple places in the Talmud, and it's not brought in the Shulchan Aruch. So Shulchan Aruch does not bring the law of Mayim Megulim, the Maisa. The Gra was very machmer in Mayim Megulim. The Gra could taste the difference. There was, there was a Maisa with the Gra where a Talmud brought him Mayim that had been left uncovered. And he tasted it. He said, no, I can't drink this. And he said, what, what's going on here? Wasn't this from the well? Wasn't this fresh water? And the Talmud admitted, he said, no, it was freezing cold out. I couldn't get to the well, the whatever, whatever. So I brought you old water. He says, I can't drink old water. It's Mayim Megulim. <laughs> the Gra could literally taste the difference. For the rest of us, it's not brought in the Shulchan Aruch, but okay, if there's al PSO, there's mystical reasons. Sometimes Chazal makes a rule, and they give a reason. Okay, we're worried about snakes, so even here where we don't have snakes, so common, so maybe it's good to continue because we don't know all of the other reasons, the mystical reasons, the, the Chesed and the Gevura kind of reasons that they, they had in mind as well. It's not just about snakes, but here it's about snakes because if the snake puts poison into your Mayim, it's no longer the shear to pour. You're not going to have the three low because there's some snake venom in there too. We draw water with joy. Uh, and it's an amazing story here, Rabbi. Say, hold on to your horses. There were two minim, two heretics. One named Sasan, one named Simcha. Sasan tells Simcha, I'm better than you. It's a pasuk. That sason comes before simcha. They'll get joy and gladness, and the sason comes first. No, I'm better than you. There's simcha. There's gladness. Sason and joy like yudim. So he sees, says, I'm first. So one day they're gonna they're gonna leave you. They're gonna leave you alone, and like you're not gonna be rich and famous anymore. Parvanka, and you're going to be like a herald, a runner, like a mere runner, not like the king. You'll go with Simcha. Smashma Simcha will run ahead of you and not be with the main body of everyone else. 
I'm going to simcha lasasan. Chad yom v'shavkuch. One day they're going to leave you alone. They're going to take you out of your position. And malu b'chmaya, you're going to use you as a water drawer, which is a very menial profession. They say shavtem mayim b'sasan. Sasan is going to be the water drawer. So it's really it's hilarious. These kirtiks are bringing psukim to argue which one of them is better. We see this a lot. We see this with certain sects. Certain faiths will bring you psukim to prove that they're right because they completely misunderstand the psukim and the intention of the psukim. They don't. They're not learning with Rashi. And certainly not with Tosfos, they don't understand what they're saying, but they're bringing a lot of psukim. So you be aware of this, that sometimes people come at you with psukim and they really don't know what they're doing. It's not new. These heretics were doing it 2,000 years ago. Amr lehohu mina, the shmei sasun. So sasun comes, Rabbi Abahu. And he says, atidu dimatmalu limaya. He says, in the future, mashma, in the world to come, you're going to be drawing water for me. In, in the world to come, you'll draw water, he translates it, for sasan. So he's telling you, you Jews are going to draw water for me in the, in the future, in the Olam Emes or in the afterlife. He says, he's saying, I'm right and you're wrong. I'm relay, so what does Rabbi Bahu say? If it says, we'll draw water for sasan, it would be like you, Mr. Sasan. We draw water in sasan. What's going to be? They're going to skin you. They're going to flay you, rip your skin off. And they're going to make you into a flask. And we'll draw water from the well using your skin. So what's Rabbi Bahu really saying? He's really saying, you don't have an afterlife. You were a Jew that denied you denied the afterlife, so you don't get it. Okay, and that sounds scary because it, it's scary. It's a Gemara in Sanhedrin, but it, it, that is scary. And we're going to use your skin to draw water. What's going on? As Maharshal explained, his name is Sas, he's Sasson. Shaftamayim Besasson. Sasson is joy. And what Sasson and Simcha we're arguing about is what's better? Which kind of joy is better? But we, our, their goal was joy. Their joy is pleasure. Their joy is what makes me happy. How can I be fulfilled and happy and you know, get my bucket list and get, get everything I want? And Rabbi Mahu is saying joy is not the ends. Joy is a means. We're going to take the joy, your skin, it stands for joy. We're going to take that joy and use it to draw water. Water is again Torah. Water is Torah. We're going to use joy to learn Torah. The goal of life is not to be besimcha. There's a lot of people who are besimcha because nebuch, they're, they're using substances. That's their simcha. The goal in life is to use the simcha, to use the good kind of simcha, the, the meat and the wine and the celebration and the good food and the good company and the good chevra. Use the simcha to enhance your life, to draw the water, to elevate yourself and to increase your limit Torah and your kedusha. You use the simcha, you use the external factors to elevate the internal factors. This is Rabbi Abahu's lesson. The simcha is not the, the joy is not the ends, the joy is the means to an end. It's a tool, it's a tool for living. That's, that's what Rabbi Bo is teaching. Good. Oliver Kevish, Fanalismoli, goes to the Reb, turns left. Tanarbon and Kola, Oliver and Lisbeth, Oliver and Derachimin. We normally turn right. Remember, we learned this in Zvachim, Makifin, and they go all around the Mizbeach. So you, they would go up the Mizbeach. To, uh, the ramp was in the south, you go up north, you turn right, and you go all the way around the Mizbeach and come back down. That's the normal standard procedure. Yordi Derach Smol, they go down towards the left. Chutzmina Oli and the Shlosh Some of these three things, Hallelujah. Sha'olim Derach Smol, they go up towards the left because they're turning left to that southwest corner. Chazrim Alekim, they go back the way they came. Eluhen, these are the three exceptions to the rule. Nisla Chamaim, Nisla Chayayim, Olat Ov, Kishinid, Kishiroptavimizbech. So the wine and the water and the Olat Ov, when there's a lot of Olat Ov and Mizbech, they would have to go up, turn left, and then come back down the way they came instead of going all the way around the Mizbech. 
Rashi brings the the uh, Gemara in Shkitas Kodshim, which we call Zvachim. There's Shkitas Kulin, which is Kulin. Shkitas Kodshim is Zvachim. That smoke could could uh, damage the birds and the water and the wine. So we don't want to walk all the way around the Mizbech. It's more than 100 amot and get smoke and everything. So we'd go right up and do the Avoda and come right back down. So these two bowls, either they were silver, or Behuda says they were plaster that became darkened by wine. We understand the bowl for yain, mashir, it would get dark from the wine. Demaya amai mashir, the bowl for water, why would it get dark? Came unto Amar Mar, because the Mishnah teaches, because you could mix them up, but it works. So people weren't so careful. So the, the bowl that's set aside for Mayim, sometimes the, they would pour wine in that, and it works. They're, they're Yeltse, so if something, if you don't have to be careful about something, then Lamaisa, people won't be so careful. So this is so in life, you know, you have to know what you can be, what works, Bidiyavid, but if you say, oh, it's fine, Bidiyavid, it's fine, so people are going to go with that, and they're going to do what's fine, Bidiyavid, so you see, it would get dark. And there were two holes, like two nostrils, and one was was bigger than the other. Lema sitin Rabbi Yehuda. So see, our mission is Rabbi Yehuda. He. So remember, Rabbi Yehuda said there was one log of water and three log, the Rabbi Tachin of Yain. For Lo Rabbana, not like the Rabbana who says three log of both. There was one log of water according to Rabbi Yehuda. To Rabbana and Kihadlinin who they were both three log of water and wine. A filotim Rabbana. Because our mission is the Rabbana. And why do you need one opening, one nostril bigger than the other? Chamra somich. Because wine is thick, it's viscous. Maya kolish, and the water is thin. Water goes down faster than wine. Okay, for some people, the wine goes down just like water. That's good, too. Hachanamimistabra, and this we, we know is true. To e Rabbi Yehuda, if Rabbi Yehuda was teaching the Mishnah, Racha v'katzer islay, he would say Racha v'katzer. He wouldn't say one is me'uva, one is dak. He would say one is wide and one is narrow, because that's how he teaches. The Tanya, there's a b'risa, Rabbi Yehuda, Mer, Shnei, Kasvayot, or two kelim, Hayusham. Uh, on onto the Mizbeach, Echad Shomayim, Echad Shalyayin, Shalyayin Pia Rachov, Shalmayim Pia Katsar. So we see Rabbi Yehuda teaches Rachov and Katsar, and the Mishnah teaches Meuve and Dak. So we see the Mishnah is really like the Rabbanan, Kadesh Yushnehim Kolmivat Achat. So he explains they'll, they'll finish at the same time. Shmamina. Uh, so we learn from here that the Mishnah is like the Rabbanan, and it teaches that the holes were different, so that they would the liquids would finish draining from the bowls at the same time. Tayusos points out, According to Rashi's Pshat, the liquids would drain out of the bowls through the carrot onto the Mizbeach and then on a drain on the Mizbeach into the Shittin. He says, it tells us it's an understanding. He says, it's a Tema. Where is he getting this from? Why does it have to go on the Mizbeach? If you're pouring it into a bowl on the horn of the Mizbeach or on the side of the Mizbeach, it's on the Mizbeach. Why does it have to drain onto the Mizbeach and then on another drain into the Shittin? So he says, it probably direct access, but there is a Pshat in Rashi that the liquids would spill out onto the Mizbeach and then into a drainage system there. So there's a little more plumbing involved, but that's a uh, machalag as Rashi says. Me'arva shel mayim, the one for the, on the Erev, uh, on the West was for mayim, ta'arvana mayse v'tsuki echad. Here's the tsuki echad, shenisech ha'virogad. He poured the water on his feet because he denied that there's a such thing as nisach mayim. Ergemuhu kola ambetrogehim. And they stoned him with their etrogim. Why did they use etrogim? Because we, how do we know what an etrog is? The Torah doesn't tell us what an etrog is. Remember, pietz hadar. We talked about this pietz hadar. It's dar in the tree. It's glorious tree. It's halach lemoshe misinai. It's Torah sheba al pei that we know what an etrog is. So here's this stupid Saduki who's a kohen in the base of Mikdash on Sukkis pouring water on his feet. He says, "I don't believe in Torah sheba al pei. I'm going to pour the water on my feet." How do you know what an etrog is? You don't know anything without Torah sheba al pei. 
The Sefer Torah in there, there's no vowels. We don't know how to read it. Without, without our Mesorah, without our tradition, with, direct from Moshe Rabbeinu, every generation, down to us, we would know nothing. With the Sefer Torah, you can't figure out anything. You need the tradition, you need the Torah Shavuot Pei, or you got nothing. That's why they use their etrog to uh, execute the heretic. And the horn of the, of the Mizbeach was damaged, the horns that stick out on top. And Rashi explains, how did he get damaged? From the Avonim Shizarkuba. They also threw stones. It wasn't just Etrog. Etrog's not going to damage a stone. They threw stones, Mamish. They threw rocks at him also. His Mamish, he, they killed him. They executed him for his heretical beliefs. So they brought a scoop of salt, and they closed up the gap, the pogum in the horn. Not to make it kosher levoda, for the covered of Mizbeach, it wouldn't be pogum. We're going to go to the top of Memtes. If it doesn't have all of the ramps and the sod and the squareness, if you knock at some of the squareness, it's pasul levoda. You also need the sovev. You need the, the ramps going around. And one more thing. The sheeting, these drains to drain the liquid, were made during the six days of creation. These hidden thighs, these hidden legs, were made uh, were made by the chamuke omen. This is the sheeting. Because they go, they go down, they bring the liquids down. Beautiful. So the reason I did this, because we're going to see Ahmed base tomorrow is very long, so we had to get a little head start. Shkrech, <laughs> <laughs>